0: Thank mm-hmm. you. This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. You're listening to the Piper Carter Podcast on the Detroit is Different Podcast back Network. In full
1: effect for the Piper Carter Podcast. This is Kari Frazier here with Brittany and Piper, most definitely. Piper, how you feeling? I feel wonderful.
2: I'm okay. really excited. It's so warm outside and I'm the sun has been shining and it's African World Fest week and I'm just feeling really good
1: yeah you sounded like a bob marley lyric right there yeah it's like sun is shining sun
0: is shining <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly three little birds and everything Brittany, how are you feeling
0: i'm feeling good peace how you doing I'm good
1: i'm good i'm good so along with everything that's happening you are bringing out the big guns
3: yeah pow Piper. pow you Shots. are bringing
1: in the big homies of mine people that are in like a Uh, A class of handling business, um, moving forward with family, um, keeping a moral compass, and still being open to help people in the culture. Um, you, You had the balance of that in Baba Malik as he feeds the people. He entertains the people culturally. He provided information with the bookstore for the people. He also schooled the children and this woman here actually was a big part of him schooling the children as he and Baba Malik said, and, and like I have a bad, bad impersonation of her just like Baba Malik. It's like, don't ever try to start a school with no money, <laughs> <laughs> but they did it. Right. They beat the odds and really in this world of a lot of jargon and people talk about placekeeping, uh, creating your own models of social capital, creating, uh, and building bridges mm-hmm. to other opportunities. Through a lot of this jargon, you can get lost in like uh, some of the phone calls and, and be like, okay, now what is this? And what does this mean? Mm-hmm. This woman here, I think, is one of the most fair and and driven people when it comes to moving things forward for artists and black art in particular. Yeah. And sometimes she moves things further for black artists than the black artists are ready to move themselves. Right. And I'm sure she'll talk a little bit about that. But Mama and Gia Kai, how are you today?
0: What up, what up, what up? Hey. Wow. I'm here with the youngins, What? It's very nice. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. <laughs> it's very nice to meet you, by the way. Oh, Sante, It's a pleasure. Santa. I appreciate that, yes. sister.
4: It's great to meet you, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I can feel your
0: energy. Mm-hmm. So
2: powerful right I'm here. Yes. I'm
4: here with you. I'm here with you. And, you know, I get energy from you. I certainly mm. look to return some mm. to you and uh, draw some down. Let's let's mm-hmm. bring some in here because there's some big, big homies. <laughs> right. That yes. are willing to support us if we ask them. Right. Okay. And
1: and as you talk about that, um, it was a couple of different celebrations I saw. And you're one with the Dogon thinking of finding Earth's space in the world. As part of the bigger universe, so with that being said, this new moon that people are talking about break that down because I know you're that's something you're into
4: well you know we we're here in a we we, we pop into a particular planetary cosmic universal system mm-hmm. and looking out we're actually looking in and so this cycle that is defined by the moon and the stars and the planets and they're moving in a cyclical manner reflects our cyclical movement. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that has come through the generations over seasons and seasons of time is that the moon helps to mark cycles pretty much on a monthly basis. Uh, that let us know what time it is. And, you know, the the thing they tell you is, like, when you get ready to plant a seed and it's December in Detroit, you're probably not on time. Huh. Right. So we look for the correct times to plant our seeds, to reap, you know, to harvest our goods. We look to do these things in time so that we can nurture and multiply uh, our harvest. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, there was a new moon That means the moon was uh, hidden. It was black, so to speak. And (laughs) it's now emerging. Okay. And everything comes from the darkness. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the not and then there's the is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so this gives us now the indication of the cycle we're on right now. We had a new moon with a lunar eclipse in the sign of what's known as Leo, And so it's time to shine. It's time to figure out what it is you want to do and plant your seed and get your actions going because there's a force that's moving with you because it's like being in the water and going with the flow as Hmm. opposed to resisting the flow. You get in the flow and Mm -hmm. then it propels you further.
1: Okay. Here we are. So around this time as you touch and interact and engage with so many people uh, through this enlightenment of knowing and recognizing energy uh, in that flow, how important has it helped you to know that this is around you and recognizing that right seed, that right energy, that right spirit being in your, I guess, in your orbit?
4: You know, it's a lifetime of learning and growing. So I don't have pretend to have it all together and I'm growing and learning every day. But one of the things I have learned and grown to know is that these cycles and this cosmic reflection that we see is reflective of us, our organs and all of our trillions of cells right. and all of that, all of that. And as creators, as divine spark, uh, divine sparks of the almighty, unified creator, so to speak, we look at these signs, but we're not governed by them. Mm. We're the controllers. Mm. Okay. And so we look at those signs and then we figure out what to do. So for instance, an uh, example was taught to me a long time ago that if you take a cup of water and you turn it over, there's a law called gravity And it's going to cause the water to drop from the cup. Right. But you could take that same cup and you could put a cap on that cup. And when you turn it over, the water will remain in the cup. Right. And so it's like mastering the laws. Mm -hmm. It's learning how to work with them and to cause what you need and or want to manifest. Mm -hmm. And once you present yourself in that flow, and you're not resisting it. You're moving with it. But it doesn't mean you have to do anything. It means you're capable now of doing everything. Right. It's kind of deep and yet it's real simple. But mm. we are so crazy. We fight against every simple thing that... <laughs> every simple thing is out here. We, we we resist.
2: Mom and Gia, you're so awesome.
4: You're the best. Aww. You know I love you, pipe. And I, I appreciate being in the space here because, you know, things are... Uh, always going to cycle yeah and so as i move forward and you know know that i'll be cycling out of this particular uh iration mm-hmm. into some unimaginable something mm-hmm. or nothing <laughs> uh, then i'm grateful to know that who who is here and the energies that are here that have prepared themselves to take grasp of the reins and ride this horse on through so I'm always thrilled that's one one of the reasons I present myself in the midst of people who have less years than I do mm-hmm. because we need each other yeah we need to energize and inform and support each other mm-hmm. and uh, I'm grateful to be here with you and thank you for the kindness of your loving reflection. It yeah. feels great and I appreciate it.
1: Thank oh, you. Wow, Mom and And thank you, Piper, as this is, like I say, this is like guilty pleasure. You bring bringing the big guns <laughs> in my life, as she is the now standing, always first Detroit is different annual interview. Okay. She cares the, carries the Capricorn sign with me as well. Okay. In so <laughs> okay. January, she kicks off Detroit is different all the time from now on. It's just standing.
2: And Mom and Gia, Gia don't. Well, before we finish with you, Mom and Gio, we just want to bring Dumini into the room. What's up, Dumini? Hey, what up, though? How you doing? Is your mic on there? I can't tell. Can't tell? We're going to get you. Wait,
1: Doomny? Yes, sir. Let's see. Let's, Let's see.
2: What, uh Can you sing a um, Adore. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's
5: going to be extra.
0: <laughs> 30, I'm, I'm, I'm Brittany. Nice to meet you. Hi. And I heard you were the original 444. 4, 4. You you came up with that concept before, Jay. Is that well, true?
5: I certainly found it. It found me. Uh, <laughs> wow. That would have been about, let's see, 94. Oh,
0: that's what I heard.
5: Okay. That's what I heard through it's the It's been chasing me ever since. No. Yeah.
2: Okay. So, so how's that? How's How you sounding, Dumini? Sound uh, pretty good? I
5: don't know. How's it sounding to you? I can't. I mean, I can hear me talking, but I can't hear it through the...
2: Yeah, maybe get a little closer and bring the hello, mic a little bit. There we go. Get the Barry White going. Okay, that's right. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah, so welcome, Dumini. Um, Just want to bring a uh, legendary, current legendary Dumini into the room. Uh, musician. You also write and uh, you are a stellar performer. Oh, you played with lots of different people, and um, we wanted to, to 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 bring you here so that we could, you know, let people know about your musical genius. And we figured, you know, you're a legend. Mom and G is a legend, and uh, two legends talking about arts and culture in Detroit, you know, can't go wrong with that. Is that cool?
5: That's beautiful. Thank you very much. You're all the kind. Be, you know, yeah. Help me, help me earn my air today.
2: Okay, so we were we were debating. So me and Brittany, we so Brittany's our producer. Yay! Shouts out to Brittany. Thank you for that. Yeah, and um, so as as we're moving, so the podcast is pretty new. This one is going to be um, episode number seventeen, and um, we wanted to talk about a whole lot of current events. I'm about to throw a curveball, though, because uh, we had talked about all these different current events, but it seems that. Um, So we have, like, two interviews to do as well. So we wanted to make sure that we let people know, like, about all the wonderful things that you guys are and are doing. And uh, But we wanted to uh, get into this conversation about about culture. And then um, I wanted to talk about a couple of current events, and then Brittany wanted to talk about a couple of current events, and then some other stuff started happening. But I feel like we should just kind of more talk about something that's an even current current event which is that right now um our beloved aretha franklin is um is here with us still here with us so we wanted to send her some love and some energy and to her family and things like that so if it's cool i wanted to just ask you guys about your favorite aretha song or moment is that cool okay uh who wants to go first
5: i'm not scared of it (laughs) okay um, 19, I think, 68 at the Fillmore West in San you Francisco. You smacking that gum, do I uh, <laughs> keep my rhythm. Okay. <laughs> Help me keep my gravity. You don't want me to float away. Um, 1968 at the Fillmore West, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Very transformative time, and I'm going to stop beating on the table. <laughs> um, All different kind of races and places and species of folks were up in the show. And she went, she did the soul. She did the gospel. She brought everybody together and then brought Ray Charles out. And wow. They went, and they went to church. Wow. There's video of it out there on YouTube and other places. But, um, that was my moment. That's your moment? Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. yeah. What about you, Mama and Gia?
4: That's live. Uh, well, one of the songs that I love so much is uh, Natural Woman. Okay. Uh just cuz that was that was out there at a time when i was growing into that. Mm. And that was part of the you know, part of the path lane, mm-hmm. you know, to really to take uh to really be aware, you know, intentional mm-hmm. about womanhood. Mm. And uh, the other thing is that, you know, because of the things I do, I would see Aretha uh, around. Sometimes I feel like I ought to say Miss Franklin because she's, yeah. you know, she's just the queen that she is. And uh, I would just see her around here, there, and everywhere. And the last time that I saw her just on a everyday thing, we were out at a meeting in Southfield at this uh, restaurant in a hotel. And she came in and sat at the table next to us. Wow. And it was so funny because the man that was there, he's not from America, let alone Detroit, and he didn't recognize her. And the woman that was with in this meeting, she wasn't sure. Mm. And I was sitting there just trying not to be like (laughs) fannish, you know, like fanning, you know, fawning over somebody. So after a while, though, we caught eyeball. Okay. And so I smiled. She smiled back, and I said, Miss Franklin, we just want you to know we love you. And she said, thank you, baby. And I, that's as far as I intruded because <laughs> yeah. I know it's hard to live a life when millions of people want a moment of your time. Right. But the, I also went when she was at Shane Park. Mm. And my younger son and I went. Okay. And uh, it was just one of those evenings. So I, I grew up here in Detroit with uh, a lot of people who could sing well. Mm. And, you know, at that time they were hailing up Aretha Franklin they were hailing up Gladys Knight. Yeah. But I knew dozens, if not more, wow, of women, specifically men too, but women who could, they could reach down into their souls and, like, how Thornetta, you know, just make you feel a song, mm-hmm. make you grasp it. And that was what I, uh, that's what Aretha Franklin was doing all over the town. So she was like a shining star, but for me, she was representing a tribe,
5: yeah. not an
4: individual, mm-hmm. because there were many persons. Who did not reach her level in the world. But honey, they rocked a whole bunch of churches and clubs here in the city of Detroit.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kari?
1: Um, kinda like Mama and Gia, just through my godmother, Mama Barnes, uh, mm-hmm. it was one time I <clears throat> I made some music. And she was like, I'm gonna make this my, my Christmas gift that I give to Aretha Franklin. I was like, damn, I didn't even think I was that good of a <laughs> <laughs> and uh the message came back from a card that she actually was listening to my music like it was like man this is like surreal that she was like yeah i like that one song i was like wow, this is like surreal so that's like uh like moment fanning out as like mama and gia said and i've i've been in the room with her but you know you hear the stories like it's like hey she in her space let her be in her space yeah so i you know you don't want to like You know, it's like, all right, I don't want to, you know, bump into her, and it's like, then you in front of them, and it's like, what are you gonna say? It's like, hey, I really like Spanish Harlem. I mean, I mean, you can really only say what Mama and Gia said. I love, Mm -hmm. I love your art, but um, music, music, I guess, do right, woman. You know, like just the the chords, the progressions, the way that she sang that song. Mm -hmm. and I mean the message I mean it's applicable (laughs) to today Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean Mm -hmm. it's very plain you know so I think that when I really think about the soul that she provided in music and then also respect just her version of what Otis Redden did it's like it's only a couple people that have taken a song from somebody else, and then you hear it again, and it's like, I can't even hear the other version the same way. <laughs> right. So it's like her version of Respect to me. Jimi Hendrix's version of Alone the Watchtower.
5: Oh,
1: yeah. um, Isaac Hayes with Walk on By, you know, and she's made one of those covers where it's like the cover is so amazing. And you know, no, no offense to Otis Redding as that was like one of her like key friends in music but it just i can't even hear the song the same way just due to the progressions and the way she belted that out and and stood in the music as an instrument it's phenomenal right phenomenal
2: what about you Brittany?
0: i you know i can't speak on it like you guys but i'll say that her existence just for me her existence for me means a lot because you know you Talk about, you know, you, you we joke about me being a millennial. And, you know, for me, a lot of people spanning over Mary J. Blige with me. You know, I, I was born in 89. So a lot of people were fanning over Mary J. Blige. But to see all these generations of singers always seem to never forget that Aretha Franklin is like what you said, is the queen of soul. People, you know can Be competitive in their fields, but they never, ever, ever, ever knock the things that she's done. So I'll just say her existence for me. Wow! Oh my god, for me, I got so many. Uh, one of my
2: favorites was when, uh <laughs> When she told Beyonce that she was the queen. <laughs> that's so Detroit gangster. That's right, right. <laughs> so Detroit gangster. We love you, but get it right. Yeah, like I love that moment. Um, I love that she's from, from La Salle because that's like my neighborhood. I grew up on 12th. Mm-hmm. So, like, knowing that she was like from my neighborhood or I'm from her neighborhood, unless you say it that way, like that's really like, yeah, you know, because I, when I think of Detroit, I think Aretha Franklin. Mm hmm. She's like right there. Like everything. If I think Motown, I think Coney Island, <laughs> you know, all these Detroit things. Right. The Pistons, Aretha Franklin. Um, I love that Obama was smart enough to have her, mm-hmm. you know, um, seeing his uh, inaugural celebration mm-hmm. uh, that I'm glad that she got a chance to do that, you know, sing, yeah. for the black president and in, in her lifetime as a. You know what I mean? As a shiny moment. Like, that's that's huge. Um, I love that most deaf sampled her. And so, mm. other people coming behind him, you know, if, if. Do y'all millennials know who most deaf is? I Britney. know who most deaf is. <laughs> think, I'm on you, <laughs> She got you speaking for the whole crew. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, a, I'm always teasing Brittany. Um, what else? Oh, you know what songs I love? Um Which one? Definitely Love Ain't No Way. Mm. That song Ain't no way That one is like Oh yeah And um, definitely love um, The daydreaming Like Mm. the way it starts Is like super It's really heady Mm. So it's like Really incredible Um, What's some other Aretha Franklin stuff I mean just Her personality You know All the stories That you hear about How she puts people in check (laughs) You know what I'm saying Like I appreciate that You know what I mean I appreciate that (laughs) Well she's from that era Right Like she's from that era Where Um, So there's like a few eras, right, where black people started to be able to take more control of like their image and their career. And Mm -hmm. so like previously to her, we had all those horror stories about all these blues artists. You know what I'm saying? And all the atrocities of what happened, right, with all the blues artists. She's one of those, she's from that era where black artists were like, you know, that's like the black power era. So she ushered in, you know, like, yeah. black power is pop culture, in a sense, and yeah. everybody had to respect Aretha Franklin, and she had a song called Respect, so it was like, white folks had to respect her. You know, if you, if you go to these, like, um, older, like, these bar mitzvahs and, like, older white folks' parties, Respect is, like, on the top of their, like, playlist. Along with every Motown some, some, yeah. Motown song
1: I think here, here's another thing About her Like the respect people have for her Like for I mean, Gia probably knows more than I do But maybe for about For decades she threw one of the biggest Christmas parties Right And, and even in, in the camera phone era She didn't it, it wasn't even one of those things where it's like People didn't even have the nerve To pull out that camera phone you know what I'm saying? Like, if a, if Barack Obama walks in the room, people are trying to selfie up with Obama. Right. But you you already just knew from the from the whole aura that it's like That's, I will get kicked out of this party if I <laughs> if I if I be like, hey, what's going on? They go, "Dizzle, watch you do." Who who kicked this guy out? Get right. rid of his phone. Like it was a. I've if never, you've been in her presence, it's a it's a level of what she will and what mm-hmm. she wants. Even to the fact that, you know, she won't fly and she still gets booked. You know, she was still getting booked. Right.
0: Wow. That's true. You can't even imagine the audacity of most artists saying that, no, I'm I'm not flying. flying. I just have never heard a twisted narrative on Aretha Franklin, ever. Like, it's always been respect. I've never, I've never heard anyone say anything other than accolades about her. Oh,
2: yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, for sure. And the interesting thing is now like I just saw that they're going to do like a tribute at Madison Square Garden. Um, She's like in this city. I mean, she her. um, Who else? Uh, Anita Baker. There's just like certain people in Detroit who have like built and contributed um, to the city. You know, Um, we can't really say that about a lot of our artists like they like a lot of our artists that come from here like they um let's say like globally they'll say they'll acknowledge right like that they came from here that they had the success here but she's a person who actually like built something here and hired all of her team and everything from here and kept people working here and kept people eating mm-hmm. here yeah and um that's really important you know what i mean in in in, in terms of a legacy so just uh Anyway, just wanted to send her lots of love and just, uh, so we, we, we'll we talk about those other stories maybe next week, so, yeah,
5: okay. Might. I'm good with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, can you imagine back when Respect was on the radio, can you hear me? I hear you good. That's beautiful. When Respect was on the radio, I remember when uh, Public Enemy had Fight the Power and that was coming on the radio and it right. was really, <laughs> for the first time in our, you know, times that you could hear something yeah. super positive and like for us mm. on the red can you imagine back then when say How loud i'm black and i'm proud will come right. on and then respect will come behind that and then right. sly might drop one and then you might right. hear jimmy and then you might hear i don't know you can well it sound it. like you my can, house you can <laughs> sure, Growing but up. you know oh, what my i'm my saying house. like on, <laughs> on the radio like you know you're right, not the right, only right. one hearing it and these yeah. messages being sent to us marvelettes yeah and, uh, all that
2: well um, mama and gia you were
5: there yeah.
2: That was your, your childhood kind of years, right? It's true. Formative.
4: It's true. My older sister could sing. Mm. I mean, really, really, really well. Mm-hmm. And we, they wanted her to go to Motown, but uh, she, uh, you know, personal situa- situation, she didn't go. But she could really sing. And uh, so we would sing, you know, me and my younger sister, Uh-oh. we were her background. Mm-hmm. Okay. mm-hmm. 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 And so she could throw. We were all in the gospel choir. When the gospel <laughs> choir would get together before, we, you know, our Saturday rehearsals, we would mm-hmm. be doing these Motown songs. Okay. We all thought Aretha was Motown because Motown was black right. music. Right.
3: right so mm-hmm. everybody
4: we thought right. was a Motown artist mm-hmm. until we got, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. educated to what was what happened. But, yeah, that's you know, that uh, it's it's really interesting uh, because I grew up during that era where. Like I said, you know, it was Aretha and Gladys Knight and my sister and Maddie Moss Clark and mm. the young girls who grew up to be the Clark singers. And mm-hmm. it was all these people here. And I'm not mentioning the men just because we're on the sister right now, but um, all these sisters who could just, they, they, I always called it velvet. Mm. They had this velvet sound. It was rich, it was deep, it was textural, you know. And then so many years ago, people started doing this anti-singing thing. Mm. And there were all these, like, I you know, no hate or anything, but I mm. always felt like Mary J. Blige could not sing. And then one day, uh, it, she said it herself, it took her eight years
3: mm. before
4: she found a note and mm. could actually do mm. something that I would consider singing when I was used to all that. And then what's funny, all of a sudden, people who were non-melanated people started showing up as oh, all yeah. the blues artists, mm. all the R&B artists. Yeah. I mean, they even flip rap around and put a non-melanated person as the king of rap and so it's it's interesting because that's that's why I try to stay in the game Mm -hmm. because if we don't have bridges from one generation to the next we lose a lot Right, because there is no societal interest in maintaining our um, knowledge and our history as ours 100% Mm. And so it's really important to be able to tell these stories and to have some vinyl and a record player to play them on. Right. And to really take it back and give these young people a glimpse of the foundation that they're taking off on. Because mm-hmm. I agree rock it, you know, do your thing, blast off. Yeah. But blast off from somewhere. Yes. Right. You know? <laughs> For
5: what it's worth, we. While well, while well, the now melanated cat might have jumped on rap, we did get Tiger Woods who took over golf. So <laughs> yeah. We keep and, the then, and, bit. and then they took him out. <laughs> right. Poe right. Tiger
4: fighting his way. I'm like, <laughs> how do you go from being the only thing? Chasing booty. And that right. well. I don't, man I don't think it was taking just his wife man. who uh <laughs> <laughs> who broke his back. Right, uh-huh. right, right. So I think there was yeah. some Something in there that made sure he wasn't the <laughs> first billionaire and that he didn't beat Arnold, pa- uh, was it Arnold, Arnold Park Jack Palmer. Nicholas? Jack Nicholas. Jack, <laughs> Whichever one was the bear? Yeah. Th- th- not to break his record. Because it happened right before he was going to mm. be the billionaire and right before he was going to take that record out of the history books. Right. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's but a lesson to Maybe you. I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that, that lesson has been taught to men since. <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> over and <laughs> over. It'll, it'll, it'll oh. continue to be taught to men.
4: We call it cyclic. Yeah. yeah
2: well speaking of cyclic um in a positive way Mom and gia can you talk about um camp detroit mm-hmm. tell us about camp detroit because that's such a um amazing program um that actually really needs to exist like we need camp detroit right now
4: yeah man that was a amazing time uh and i and as uh carrie referred to earlier it was a time when the African-centered schools were really strong here in Detroit. There were five or six of them at that time. They were independent schools. This is before everybody chartered, and we were like the after-school program of those schools. Mm. Uh, we during the school year we would have an after-school program, and during the summer we would have a full-day program, and two hundred young people. Wow! From the ages of six to uh, six to Thirteen within our program, and then we would hire. We had they had a pre-employment training program, and we would get thirty to thirty-six teenagers, thirteen to seventeen. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was great. I mean, what we did was we used the uh, example we'd been taught, mm. which is that the adults spend their time nurturing the youth, and yeah. whatever talent or skill or interest you have, you share that with the young people. And in doing so, you end up not only sharing that thing, Mm -hmm. but you also uh, are continuing the mores and traditions and cultural uh, truths they're imparted in the way you do it, you know, how you speak and the words you use. And when I would say, oh, that's hip, they would crack up. My baby, said hip, you know, but it it tied them to something and let them see that. Me and Mm -hmm. my husband were uh, operating that program together, and they got to see us work together right all day right they saw how he would very humbly allow me to be the director of the program and he was the supporting manager of that program Mm -hmm. right and he would support me in making things happen there and there was no issue about that there was no ego involved in that i wasn't putting him down and he wasn't you know trying to uh suppress me yeah we were actually working together to uplift not only ourselves but this program yeah yeah, it was a fantastic opportunity, the hardest work I've ever loved, mm. and uh, really look forward to the fact that right now today, I'm encouraging all of you who are millennial or just past millennial to really look at how you can engage yourself with our youth, whether it's one or a hundred. got to give something yeah. to these young people because we're what's missing. We are the problem. They are not the problem. We
2: are the problem.
3: Hundred percent. And yeah. you're,
2: con- and you, so that's something that you have been continuing to do, because you're doing that now. Yeah, we're with really all the work grateful. Do.
4: We're real grateful through our partnership with Heritage Works because they are a five hundred one c three organization and are able to get grant funds that help to support us working with these young people, and so we're able to continue doing it. Uh, I just feel in, incorrect and incomplete when I'm not working with some young people and, right. you know, relative from, you know, the little bitties all the way up to you more mature young people. Right, right. That, you know, it's I'm I'm on this planet, you know, mm-hmm. I need to, like, feel the life. Yeah. If I'm going to be here, I want to feel the life and I want to feel that that uh, that that flow and that energy that I'm
2: in it. Yeah.
4: I don't want to be out of it and you can't be in it if you're not
0: engaging cross generationally. I was going I was going to ask you, you know, what do you think what, what is the one of the hardest things from your perspective of seeing people in your bracket not being able to do that? What makes it so hard for them to be able to do that? And if, and if and what can they do simple not to, you know, I know it's mentality a lot, but if it is mentality with your answer, what can they change simply to go in the other direction?
4: You know, that's, that's a very deep question. And it's, again, one of those things where it's so simple, but we make everything hard. Mm. First of all, it is true that the society requires a lot of you. The majority of African-American people who are employed have jobs that require at least eight concentrated hours of their time, plus that hour or more before and after of preparation and transportation. Mm -hmm. so somebody's cutting out at least 10 hours of your 24-hour day
2: yeah
4: and then if you're sleeping five six hours yeah you only got so many hours left and what we find is that the majority of the time we are so wrapped up into that system that we fail to give to ourselves and our own Mm -hmm. so it's a conscious choice and it's real simple I, i i wanted to ask minister farrakhan For years, I really wanted to ask him, because he's so influential over so many people, Mm. to just start a campaign where we just speak to each other. Mm. You know, peace, hello, hi, whatever we got. Good morning. Just speak to each other. Just break the ice. Mm -hmm. Just cut down some of that barrier that we have between each other because a lot of our adults don't engage with our youth because they're afraid of them. Yeah. Mm. I say they're afraid of them because they don't know them mm-hmm. and because they know they're wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because if we're not engaging with them, if we're not supporting them, if we're not leading, guiding, nurturing them, then yes, we're in the wrong in my opinion. Mm-hmm. At least we're not doing what is possible to be done.
0: It's so. just it's 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 different to hear, you know, it's it's not I don't want to say it's different. I always I don't like putting things on a pedestal. Sometimes they deserve to be, mm-hmm. but You know, you hear a lot of you hear it the other way around that we don't want to know our history. We don't want to come into your spaces. And a lot of that is true. Right. A lot of that is true where I have to kind of when I'm talking to people that are in my age group kind of say, sometimes we have to take ourselves out of our comfort zone to just get a step ahead. So sometimes we have to be okay with being in conversations where we're not doing the speaking. So I get that part of it. But it is different to hear someone in your bracket say, I'm cool with being in this space because I'm not gonna be able to be in this space for long and I wanna live, leave some type of impact, not to, to have a legendary status, but so that you can pass this on.
4: Yeah. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it's so true.
2: Yeah. And so and speaking of passing it on, uh, Mama and Gia mentors me and mm. Nina, mm-hmm. and also um, with the work that we do with women in hip hop, um, the young people that Mama and Gia employs and trains, um, she brings them to like support our events and like help us with different things, and um, and then when when I have questions and things, I can go to Mom G and ask her, and um, she hires myself and lots of other people, Dumini and lots of other people <laughs> to do um, different you know events around the city, um, and so that so the so the mentoring that you do it's from like you said the babies all the way up to you know adults understood and so like that consciousness of reaching back that reminds myself and and shows me and other people how to do that Mm. right so you know watching it being done is like oh okay that's how we do this so that's something to think about and that's where
4: i got it from Mm -hmm. you know uh we, I grew up at Mount Olive Baptist Church. and um,
2: Shouts out Mount Olive. Mount Olive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs>
4: Celestial Choir. Hey. Junior Usher Board.
2: Okay. <laughs> Get it, Mama and G. Shout Ju- em
3: out. You know what I'm saying.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Bible study. Y'all yeah. don't know about prayer meeting on Wednesday night at Shoot. 7 o'clock. Yes, you don't we do. know nothing Some about church that? picnic. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. man. Girls picking picking from one table to the other it was the bomb <laughs> so yeah so the fact is that one time the folks at skillman the president of skillman at that time asked me what was the research model i was using for camp detroit oh, wow. and i didn't know i told her research model she said yeah what have you based your thing and i said well <laughs> I'm using the big mama method. Right. Uh. And she said the big mama method. I said, "Yeah." I said that's what big mama used to do. Right. She would tap, she was responsible for keeping us while the parents were at work or while they were engaged in something. And so she we had to do what she did. So we learned how to cook. We learned how to clean. We learned right. don't sit on the bed. We, we walked with her places and saw how she interacted with people. And we learned from just being with her. Mm-hmm. And if she had a particular skill, if she was into quilting, sewing, could iron the you know, the strength into a shirt, those things, that, that's what we picked up. That's what we did. And so that was my whole methodology was that if we bring our young people into a positive space With sane adults, then whatever that transmission will be, it will be positive. Whether they're an artist with a particular skill or whether they're a loving neighborhood person who just wants to serve them some refreshments, right, right, all of that is a learning. And so, you know, I'm grateful. I was raised by people mostly from the south. I thought everybody Detroit's parents were from the south. What uh, what state? Yeah, my mom's from Tennessee and my dad's from Louisiana. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I and all everybody in our church, you know, it's two hundred families in the church at that time, and they were all from the south except a couple who actually grew up in Detroit. I was in shock that an older person could have right. actually lived in Detroit. So, any anyway, hoodie, Rudy. Mm-hmm. Long story short, they had southern values.
2: Yeah.
4: And my husband's from Trinidad, and we marvel at mm-hmm. the fact that what his that that tradition that he was brought up in mm-hmm. is so similar to the tradition I was brought up in. Mm-hmm. So, it's that. It is that homegrown you know people of the earth, children yeah. of the sun, vibration, yeah. respect yeah. of elders, respect of each other, you know respect the ha- have respect for something greater than yourself, whatever you determine to call it, you know, really, all of that was i I thought it was the norm. I was shocked to find out that people were doing other things i I thought that was just what black people did That's it seemed
5: like it like what I found out on my backtrack a little bit. Is in Detroit. Even though there's a need to do more, we do more than most other places in the country as far as acknowledging one another on the street, in cars or whatever. You know, there's always somebody mean mugging, but Mm -hmm. I look right in their face, mean mugging, like, "What's up?" You will recognize me. (laughs) You will see the light in me Mm -hmm. right for this second, Mm -hmm. whether you ignore it or not. Later, that's you. But and I say we went to Million Man March, and a lot of folks. I think we had about quarter million that came from michigan and Mm. a bunch from detroit out to the first march and that's something we brought back we could look at one another Mm. and know we had been in something that was bigger Mm. bigger than anything we could have imagined at the time i'm telling you when we turned the corner on the on the washington monument and started to approach down it was like something biblical as Mm. far as just the sound of that many Mm. people just speaking and the roar and the power that was there I carry that inside me every time I wake up. I'm Mm -hmm. thankful for life (laughs) and air, and now I gotta be worthy of the air and share that presence. I also got a chance to meet the minister, so if I see him again, I'm gonna put that on (laughs) (laughs) him. Thank you, thank you. Inshallah, i see him again, I will definitely put that on him. Like, you gotta get us to acknowledge one another.
2: Well, speaking of acknowledging, Mm. I wanna acknowledge that you're a dad with a cool <laughs> son. I didn't do it. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah.
5: See, yeah see, I'm just playing. I did it. i yeah, it again.
2: And speaking <laughs> of, like, mentoring, so Dumini's son, little Dumini, who's actually... Not so little. No, he's anymore. He's
5: bigger than medium doomy. No. He yeah. used to be medium. He sent that out like yeah. in triplicate. You know, <laughs> for the family. I am no longer known as little Doomy. I'm now medium Doomini. Okay, yeah, medium doom. Ah, okay. That's so
2: funny. <laughs> so medium
5: <Price-less>. Doomini. <laughs> but he's like you on know, no, up go ahead. Yeah, right.
2: no, so yeah. he was in our uh well he was mentored in, in our youth program. Oh, well. yeah, yeah, so um Zakari yeah. used to DJ teach him how to DJ.
5: There's some great video from that stuff. It's like <laughs> <he's> Yeah <laughs> He's just (laughs) incredible. And so
2: now he's in the fashion show for African World Fest, which we're going to talk about in a minute. And so, uh, but Dumini, I wanted you to um, tell us about, um, because, you know, in Detroit, we have all these different, uh, really, like Mama Gia said, powerful, we have just a powerful music legacy. And so you are a musician that comes, or that was raised in that whole, I'm going to call it a vortex. And I wanted you to speak on maybe like that culture and like that community and, and you know, what, what it's like to be or what, it, what that experience is, you know, of being a musician in that. Because you are drawing from funk, you're drawing from rock, you're, you're with the techno guys, you're in the hip hop scene. And at the same time, you know, you're, um, you're, you're pretty much a, 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 a unique musician here in the city you Thank know you. you're not you know there's certain people they have like a sound there's like kind of like a sound and you have your, like your own sound you know so Thank i just you. wanted you to kind of speak to like being brought up in that in that detroit music tradition
5: so i can't tell you what that means because how much that means to me to see that i'm finding my own voice because i'm kind of in here right trying to stay humble and not get too gassed up with what people say about it. So I try not to listen too much, but I have to listen a little bit so I don't be totally (laughs) (laughs) whacked. That balance, huh? Right, just a little bit. Um, I had an interesting circumstance. I I didn't go and necessarily be in the community around my peers. Uh, My peers were older. I had an uncle, Abdul-Mamid Fatah, who um, put guitar on me, put Hendrix on me when I was a little feller, Mm -hmm. little bitty thing. and. all the right stuff. He made sure I was hearing it, made sure I got electric guitar. I broke my first acoustic. I jumped off the bed and smashed it. I didn't, oh want, no. I didn't want that big old kumbaya. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted that one. I wanted that one. Right. So he hooked that up. Wow. And <laughs> I would go to his rehearsals. And so he was playing with like Dr. Bean's bowls. Wow! And, and folks, you gotta I, tell I people who Beans bowls know. is. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. To, could, yeah, you gotta <laughs> just... I was a little guy, and the yeah. reason I remember it is because I was, you know, about three or four. And I was like Beans bowls. That's a trombone. They pulled it out, and so whatever players played with mm. them, mm-hmm. you, the name was on the case, and you know, got to be around like so. So my threshold was way different, and my tolerance for like younger people was different because I was all around the heavy ass adults, Oof, mm-hmm. super heavy go, adults. no that's not good <laughs> um, but um, ultimately yeah started getting around um, a guy named a guy named Brent Bacher he's a drummer I think he's more of a photographer and a bicycle rider these days but mm-hmm. I finally came out from like practicing and playing all the time to myself and he was like man you're sweet you should come in the band and then that was with uh, Roberto Warren and a thing called Signs of Life
3: Mm.
5: And oh, that's where I started meeting this whole community of players. And there were all these folks on different levels, mm. like super bad, like technical players that could read, and knew all the notes and how they matched together and fit, and uh, mm-hmm. technical mathematical notes and shit. But um, it was something about my playing they liked because mm-hmm. I didn't know all any of that, and I was just kind of cutting through, mm-hmm. like finding a hole and fit in. You know, I thought I wasn't doing it right, yeah. and everybody was bugging I started figuring it out though. Yeah. Cause out of all that stuff they knew then they would end up trying to take my legs That's <laughs> so wait, wait i don't know but these little three notes why you want my little stuff <laughs> yeah and I Love found this, that other cat, this other cat named michael caldwell i'll give it up to him too he was a master musician and martial artist and probably a bunch of other stuff mm. but he showed me a lot with that so he gave me a chord an arpeggio and a just regular scale and with that. I've been making it up All the rest of the time mm. um, Another one Gabe Gonzalez a Yeah drummer. yep, Master drummer Funk drummer Funkadeli mm-hmm. drummer Gabe Gonzalez He's the one who took me To George Clinton Okay Walked me right up to his door I thought we were going To pick up somebody Been out all night And just go into the hotel To pick up somebody And try to <laughs> sneak them in Before they got in trouble and yeah, here come George answering the door. I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> he looked at me and was like, oh, One Nation, brother. I was like, oh, no. But on the inside, <laughs> I was like, oh, One Nation. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> and we sat for a long time looking at, um, I think, Waco was going on. Mm. And, and we sat in the room looking at that, talking about it. And, and you don't want to say what was going to happen, but let me stop. Um, That was a whole another experience. Like, talking about the musician community. Yeah, Those cats, like, it's kind of the fun thing is, it seemed like it was from Detroit. Yeah. So they had Detroit ish mm. things. And like after that, that's when I really got dipped into like the bad players there Because mm. Michael Hampton took me under his wing. Okay. I guess we kinda favor a little bit more so than anybody else that was around and I play. Mm-hmm. So he's like, If you're supposed to be me, then you gotta do what I do and oh, we'll wow. come stay in And like show me and, you know, like Sensei would smack my hand when I'm wrong and <laughs> make me wow. stay playing four notes forever. Mm. Really ingrained it in there, and then after that, that's when I started playing around with like all these super bad folks, Kern mm-hmm. Bradley. Yeah. yeah, being able to be exposed. Shout to some out of to that, Kern, man. Super. Shout out you
4: to know, Kern. it's so funny because when I met Kern, mm-hmm. it was so that he could be part of a crew that we were putting together for uh, opening the park. Yeah. And so I didn't. They said Kern. I didn't get all the name. Yeah. So I just saw this brother Kern who looked like he has some stage and production, you know, skill.
3: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: And then I, they we were doing something later, and they said, well, why don't we call Kern, and, uh, you know, he could put a band together. Yeah, I said, oh, he plays? Right. He said, ma, uh-huh. you don't know? <laughs> yeah, the then they said the <laughs> name. I'm like, oh, I, I, you know, there's a lot of gyms, There's a lot of Kamals. Yeah. I didn't know we was with the baddest guy, Sean humbling Camel. himself yeah. on our little stage, helping us set up some drums. <laughs> you I know, mean, Kern,
2: he, uh, he works with us at Shane Park, doing stage stuff with Sundiata. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's musical director, well, it was for um, Lady Gaga, Mary mm-hmm. J. Bob. I'm just stuff, saying. Stuff with Bad Boy, all these people. And he, so that program that I'm always talking about, Festival of the Arts, <laughs> where all of the youth of Detroit worked and was get money to learn how to be professional artists, he was there from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he was in the older class, like, from the, you know, very beginning. And so... Uh, like I say, James Carter's from that program, Lisa McCall's from that program. Mm-hmm. So many great young people came from that program that Coleman Young put money into to teach young people how to mm-hmm. be, pr- be in the arts. What was the name of it? The Festival of the Arts. The Festival of the Arts. And it was Beautiful. Kim Weston of mm-hmm. Motown and leading it in the in the front. And she reached out to her Motown people. Mm. So the Funk Brothers taught the music part. Mickey Braden was our vocal teacher. Oh. I mean,
0: uh, <laughs> you know. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, so, say. you know, that's uh, that's Ernie Rogers
2: saying. was, oh, you know, teaching music. So, I mean, so I'm saying that to say, you know, oh, um, Clifford Fears was our dance, you know, head of our dance department. So nice. I'm saying that to say uh, who Kern Brantley is, but it, but to bring it back to full circle, how Mom and N'Gia was talking about, you know, with the um camp Detroit nurturing the young people and the beauty, right, like see how bad you know or I'm saying bad in the musical sense as amazing right arm it is to you know nurture a person, just like how you're saying that you were humbled and you humbled yourself to be able to be nurtured, mm. you know that's total, important too, Total. because yeah. that's it's very difficult to be nurtured. Because a lot of our adults, you know, nowadays we get scolded for nurturing mm. young people. But I guess the generation that we come from, like that nurturing, it was forced upon you. <laughs> yes.
5: Because hum- that the humility will be put upon
2: you. Thus. Yeah, I'm with it. But so anyway, I'm sorry. just wanted to give people that history yeah. that's listening because this is stuff that we know that I want to make sure that that they understand what the, what you're actually saying. Yeah. and who you're talking about
5: you know you just you know, that's it and once you know a few people see or saw me in position doing things like just playing like who is this cat I'm like, I how he him like that he got that hendrix thing on him a little bit mm-hmm. and okay well i've been fighting that for him. that's why i said thank you because for a long time it was just all the hendrix coming up it was just that was what i was shooting for and <laughs> I just started finding my own voice yeah so, and, you know, still, it's always that. That's the foundation. Yeah. Mm. You know? yeah. <laughs> that's the, he, he uh, blast the whole, he remind me like uh, Duke Ellington or something like that. Mm. Some of, a lot of folks came out in that time that just blew the walls out. Like once they rang the bell, it couldn't be umrah right. Bruce mm. Lee mm-hmm. took mm. you know, the secret arts and just brought it out to such a degree that you, mm. know, you can't really. That's
0: funny. I was just about to say from listening to you, that's exactly what you do for the guitarist. Like this is what this thing is capable of doing out here. That's what you do to it. You have your own voice but yeah. you also give so much definition to the guitar. It's amazing. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I
5: try not to go get, you know, folks, you talk about scolding. <laughs> talk about, I mean, you got to read so you you got to learn how to read and I say, as soon as I do that it feels like I'm just getting in a box mm-hmm. That I'm going to have to break out of And I'm already outside the box If I can go in here and pluck a note And run back over here with it mm-hmm, I, mean, mm-hmm. man, I say pluck a note I even mean it like that i going <laughs> go to pilfer some of right. that secret knowledge And mm-hmm. run back over in my place with it Then it'll be more natural mm-hmm. And not like everybody else
0: No, well, that's a powerful message Because we its Back to your balance you We have to find Especially the African in us All have to find that balance In understanding that something came before us but right. then you still have a social responsibility to be yourself. You know, There yeah. that we that, that's so deep. It's cyclical it.
5: again because then once you do that, you realize that what you, what you revolve back around to is what came before you and in your your DNA and then your, yeah. your, your your timeless history, mm. timeless history before the word time, before the everything. You were yep. saying about the, the triple darkness. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, to bring it all <laughs> back, back to, back to
2: uh, the triple darkness, let's right on, throw right it back on, right to right Mama on. and Gia. Yeah. And let's talk about this African World Festival.
4: woohoo! <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's a, it is upon us. Right. This is uh, just uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, August 17, 18, 19, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. each day on the grounds of the Charles H. Wright Museum of African American History right here in the city of Detroit oh. in what is now known as Midtown. We are presenting the 36th annual african world festival it's still free you come on the grounds uh freely uh we have about 135 international vendors folks from all around the world bringing their wares and products uh to share Mm. Uh, we have 13 uh, restaurants and snack food vendors we have uh Uh, I think uh, many folks here in the city have heard of the couple from Burundi who came to Detroit as refugees and are about to open a restaurant. They are going to do a pop up at the festival. We have West African foods from the Cola restaurant. We have two Caribbean vendors. We have two African-American soul food vendors and we have a natural foods vendor. Uh, So we really want to as much as possible promote The African world, the world of African traditions and Mm -hmm. culture and entertainment and edutainment. There's (laughs) something for everybody from the Watoto village, Watoto meaning children, Mm -hmm. all the way through to the elder village. Okay. And of course, our main stage is rocking every day, uh, Friday, Saturday and Sunday and uh, Saturday night. Our headliner is Regina Bell. Okay. On Sun on Saturday. We have uh, Return of the Clark Sisters, our Grammy Award-winning Detroit's Own Homegrown Gospel Stars. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that will be followed by Detroit Rocks the Runway, Mm -hmm. which Piper just so humbly and so masterfully uh, directs, uh, puts together this awesome, awesome show of emerging and established designers, music, dance. It's so hot, you just have to be there for that. And we're going to feature... Detroit's own Molly WAP oh. uh, within that show. And then on Sunday, uh, we have Heritage Works presenting a body of work that they've been working on with guest choreographers for the mm-hmm. year. And this is called uh, Black... It's part of a series it's called Black Body. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we will have our honoring our ancestors and elders. That's going to happen at 630. We're asking everybody to wear, wear white. And we are going to hail up uh, both our ancestors, those who have passed between the last festival and this. Mm -hmm. And then also we will have on stage, uh, I believe it'll be three to four elders from Mm -hmm. the Detroit community to share their stories. And we honor them as a reflection of the whole community of elders. Mm -hmm. And then we'll close out the evening with MUN2, which is a stellar and longtime African dance theater company from the city of Chicago. Mm. Wow. So we we got it's everywhere, everything and uh the story is that tomorrow you'll have the schedule on the website.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey. So, you know. So Mama and Gia, you're the um you've been how long have you been doing this festival? Have you, you've been involved since the beginning?
4: No, I, I was not. I was away when the festival started and I came home and and heard that something was going on in downtown Detroit. Mm. I had gone to school with Mama uh, Shashu Amin-Ra okay. of the Amin-Ra family. Shouts out. And I um, happened to come, I knew how to come around that back way. So I came mm-hmm. around the back of the Ford Auditorium. And they're sitting on the steps nursing her baby, who is now Lo, who's a grown wow. dad. Uh, was my girl from high school. And it turned out I had just missed the Amin Ra dancers. Mm. And then that's when I became aware of the festival. And um, What year but, was that, roughly?
2: Oh, uh,
4: probably. Let's see. Uh, what year are we in now? So this was probably 78 or somewhere like okay. that. Somewhere okay. right around there. 76, 78, something like that. Wow. And then um, now. Uh, having volunteered with the festival, I was the beverage manager for some years of the festival, and now this is my 10th festival that I'm directing. Okay. And uh, very humbled and uh, privileged to remain as director of this festival, which frustrates the whoosie out of me every year. It's a lot
2: of moving parts. Oh,
4: my God. And you know how our community is so undercapitalized yeah. and resources are not always present to really allow us to do things at the grand level that we envision them but every year that frustration melts when the festival starts Mm -hmm. because to see all of these people coming together in fellowship and fun and reunion and and new learning and curiosity and da 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 boom boom you know it's Mm -hmm. just it's just the absolute best so um Uh, This is uh, our invitation to everybody to attend the festival. Right. To support the vendors. Right. But also, please come and volunteer. We need volunteers to make this festival go. It's a three to four hour commitment, Mm. one day of the event. Mm -hmm. You get a free t-shirt and you (laughs) you get some refreshments and you get to go away knowing that you have supported this important activity in our community. So we ask that you go to the website or call the museum ask for the festival office and we will sign you up gladly and mm. we really really need you so don't ask me later mm-hmm. how you can help me you can help this festival right now by mm. becoming a volunteer
2: so tell us about some of the you you've named you know like the kind of and in general like the the day-to-day schedule tell us some of the um some of the highlights some things that you're really excited about
4: well, every year I'm really excited about the fact that we have these different villages mm-hmm. that cater to and inform various communities within the overall community. So the African Folklife Village, which uh, Heritage Works, which is just such a great partner to the festival and to the Wright Museum, mm-hmm. uh, produces and it kind of reflects that whole uh uh, folk life series that the Smithsonian used to run. So mm-hmm. they look for crafters, keepers of tradition, as well as drum and dance. and it's right there at the front of the museum. Uh, that's in the uh, African Folklife Village. And then there's Elder Village where we create a, a shady, space for our elders they don't have to go too far Mm. into the festival to find some respite to find some cool water and refreshments Mm -hmm. and also the Detroit Association of Black Storytellers
3: Mm.
4: is uh, in that spot telling stories and entertaining uh, the elders Mm -hmm. then there's Watoto Village which is the children's village and it's just too hype it's its own little (laughs) festival going on down there And uh, they service hundreds of young people every day of the festival doing all kinds of make and take and literacy activities as well as just a, a, they have their own stage schedule that rivals our main stage of the festival. And then we've moved Generation Next Kingdom, which is targeting our older teens and young adults, into the Latimer Cafe area of Mm -hmm. the museum. And so in that area we have hip-hop, R&B, neo-soul, uh, spoken word. We have dance. We have exercise. We mm-hmm. have sports. We have just a full day of lectures and presentations that are aimed again uh, at our older teens and young adults, and is curated by a millennial. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we uh, ha- we try to give somebody what of a free hand as long as it fits the uh, uh, museum standards. And as long as there's an integration so it doesn't become the African-American part of the festival. We yeah. want to bring the, the international, yes, yeah. it got to be the world mm-hmm. of talent that is there. Uh, Sister Tarian Morrow, a community member, active mm-hmm. person in our community, great African dancer and, and a teacher at the uh, independent schools, uh, she creates uh, last year on her own and coming back this year with the Lactation Station.
2: Wonderful. And she
4: has a... S- a screened tent Mm -hmm. so there's plenty of ventilation but she has this big tent and she sets it up so beautifully so that mothers who are breastfeeding Mm -hmm. have a comfortable private space where they can come and breastfeed their babies and she has done that all on her own she didn't go find a grant she didn't come to the festival and say hey you guys pay for this too Mm -hmm. she created this and and gets her own volunteers just really beautiful Uh, the lactation station and let's see, then we have Health is Wealth Village, where uh, a committee of folks pulled themselves together uh, two years ago and established Health is Wealth Village. Mm-hmm. And so there are nurses who come from the East Coast, from, of course, all around metropolitan Detroit, nurses, doctors, and other health uh, medical health professionals They give testing, they give counseling, they give referrals, they give free samples. Mm. They look to really assist our community as best they can. And then we have some holistic physicians Mm -hmm. who are in place this year. Who are also sharing their products and services with the community, and then the sister Kimberly Elise, you mm-hmm. all remember her from Set It Off yeah. and from Diary of a Great Mad Actors. Black yes. Woman, and mm-hmm. yeah, well this sister is coming this year, and she has she's a vegan, hey. she is an activist with PETA, mm-hmm. and she uh, has a whole presentation around African uh, women learning to love and nurture themselves. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. she calls her uh her business Natural Living and okay. she's going to have a uh a booth within the uh festival marketplace where Thelma used to be. Right. Thelma, uh this Thelma. Yeah, so Kimberly Elise will be there this year and she's going to participate in the Rock Run the Rockway and also mm-hmm. do a panel discussion. So she's coming in also um uh, let's see. And then, and then inside the museum, we have the African World Film Festival.
2: Wonderful. A brother
4: who grew up here in the city, Kwame Wells,
2: yeah,
4: uh, has pulled that together with his partners. And this is their third year. And they bring shorts and features from around the world of African-descended folks who are working in the area of film. So they have two days of screening, Saturday and Sunday, in the theater, in the museum. Uh, The Great Lakes African-American Quilters Network has a display of their award-winning quilts. (laughs) And guess what they did? Uh, This is why I'm telling you, like, this is what brings my whole energy into this. Those quilters went pulled their money and bought 10 sewing machines Mm. because in the last several years of their participation, so many people have said they want to try their hand at it. Mm. So they're going to have 10 machines in the classroom inside the museum and Wonderful. every day from 12 to 4 you can get free lessons they're bringing the fabric everything so that you can learn how to quilt i love it and so there's just there's lectures uh michael m Ho-Tep is providing lectures the sister elise uh king is uh doing a, a reading of uh from a uh is staging a staged reading of a play i mean uh asa bay is going to be there on sunday mm. uh with the um what's it solar sunday presentation mm-hmm. it's it's just all over the place everything everybody the omawali cultural society the nanu japo and mm-hmm. heritage works dance african dance drumming um uh, african drum and dance troops mm-hmm. are all participating i mean really it's a lot going on. It's eh? beautiful, and, that's, and we can't get everybody in that want to be in. That's fantastic. Right. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Brittany, and, have you ever <laughs> been? You've been to the African World Festival? Well, what's
0: funny is, is that like as a kid, I remember it being at um, Hart Plaza. Yes, right. And mm-hmm. I remember. Going down, there was a section of, I remember going down and the, just just put it out there. The fried fish. I just remember <laughs> going down. Of course, that and, was just my favorite. But I remember that was that was my my memory is originally being at at uh, a Plaza And every year. You know, I didn't live downtown or nowhere near it, but you and I did go. You know, oh this is, this is not the festival. And then asking my mom, when is the festival gonna be right. for us? When is the festival <laughs> gonna be for us? And then, um, not last stuff. year, I wasn't able to make it last year. I was in a place, but the year before that was my first year um, experiencing it at the museum, and you could feel the thoughtfulness. But you explaining it that way makes me so excited for this year. Oh, so Santé. you know the thoughtful, the thoughtfulness uh, that the, what I got out of it the year before last was the uh, art agriculture piece. And the ability to talk to people about if you have a, a piece of land, let's talk about what you can do with it. Let's talk yeah. about you being more conscious and and uh, I may be pronouncing it wrong. Mama Layla said it a couple of weeks ago, finding a way to be more. Um, what did she say? There's the I'm, I'm, I'm losing my words. Uh,
5: well, just and more
0: attention, uh, intentional, intentional mm-hmm. and uh, so that's what I got a bit from my last experience but so I will I be this
4: the black farmers will be back this year and I forgot also to mention Koomba Village where we have artists from our community who come not only to display and sell their art but to demonstrate their art techniques mm. so much so yeah man you know it's really a blessing I you know it's it's always deep to me when I look at these things and the things that I love to do have a place in the community and and provide a service in the community. So I I get to do what I love and be of service. And like, I just find that the most fulfilling yin and yang situation ever. You know,
0: you have to understand, uh, Piper, Piper. I'm, what do we always say? Well, I've known you for what? 16 ep- episodes. 16 episodes. And, <laughs> and what she's saying that you've instilled in her. I see, oh, you wow. know what I mean? And so that's that, that, that for me is, is I, I look at people for, how, now that i'm 28 i'm looking at people for only a couple different reasons how do you add to the collective and what can i do for you what do for you when i enter your space and what can you do for me when you I allow you to enter mine and so when i tell you that two or three years ago after doing some reading my message to my friends that wanted to move away and that are even away is that you are from a city that is 85% black african-american however you identify yourself and so for you to put that much thoughtfulness into something like this for this many years i'm telling you it's beyond a seed it's beyond a plant it's beyond it's i'm telling you oh that just went up my spine you know this this is what's so deep
4: about this life thing like you know what is life Life is a dream. I think somebody mm-hmm. made that record. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's the most amazingest thing that you wake up into every day. You just wake up into this. Like I, I, I literally, right. rec- somebody told me I popped out of my mom. Yeah. I just woke up into this. Mm. And then it took a lot of searching to try to figure out why and what to do with it right people were telling me stuff i grew up in the baptist church so i had that story and i went to these public schools and i had that story and you know i had all these different mentors and interactions and experiences and at a certain point one day i was coming home from just the busy i have busy days they, they just get busy it's insanity you know what i mean and it might be 16 18 straight hours of just busy mm-hmm And then I come home and I'm tired, and I'm the type that when I get tired like that, I just want to be alone, I want to (laughs) talk. But I've been going for my family the whole day, so when I show up, they want some. And sure enough, the little grandchildren, three, four years old, ran up and grabbed my leg. And at that moment, it really just got clear to me. Like, Mm -hmm. what is this about? It's about the exchange yeah right. why am i here i'm here to exchange and exchange means you give and you take yeah and in the exchange you release some mm. mm-hmm. it's deep mm. and it's so beautiful and so to me this is what i love about what i get to do and i'm very grateful that you know i, I that's what i say about finding your thing there's mm. something that you do there's something it, it, you read about native communities where people would be identified for what part they were going to play with in the community, mm. and there was someone who could sing really well, so they would be the ones who brought the song. And then there would be some who could cook real well, and they would be, and some could war very well. You know, whatever was the thing, right? People would come did. into their place, and they would be part of a community. We have been disenfranchised from community on the real mm. because it has been orchestrated that we become the consumers and the laborers for others Mm where in community you do it for self Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: anyway well that's deep because mama and gia you know what's interesting too um the african world festival has been let me see i'm 46 i think it's been around my lifetime uh, and so it's interesting Britney talked about being a kid and going to African World Festival that's my fond memories of being a kid going to African World Festival so to now for the last I don't even know how long ever since we've been at the museum since was that 2012 it, it was the 30th
4: one that was the first oh, one at the museum and this is 36 I right know
2: that. so, so that's seven so that's seven that that you've brought me in to do the fashion show And I'm just looking at it like that's a whole that's my whole lifetime Mm. being able to be a part of this amazing festival. I mean, how much the numbers that come every year? Well, we think we've hit 200,000. Wow. Every year. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's and it's 200,000 people that when all come together are just. It's just a beautiful, glorious energy. People just getting food. You could hear the music. You could smell the wonderful smells of the oils. Kids just playing, all the colors. And you just, it's just this vibration that is just incredible.
4: Heaven must be like this. Right? (laughs) Must be (laughs) like like this,
2: This, right? And you walk through, and the way the museum is set up is perfect for the festival because. it has like the pathways mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so you can just literally like walk those pathways and do those pathways and you know experience the exp- whole thing experience the whole thing you've got all if the if you vendors. can ever
4: make your way all the way around because right. you're going to get Man, stopped every two steps by somebody step. you ain't mm-hmm. seen in well, 10 years well i'll <laughs> give our non-detractors
0: that are listening a little bit more perspective like i said last year i couldn't i couldn't make it cuz i wasn't spir- i was spiritually in a place but i was riding down the street And I heard you guys, I had to be probably, I I had to be a a nice mile away, um, uh, miles away. And I heard you guys in the middle of Midtown. Mm. And I'm like, we all rocking. I felt it, it, where I was at, it gave me juice. Because to just know, to hear y'all, just to give it more imagery, we are in the heart of gentrification in Midtown. Yeah. And 200,000 black people's, together in the space rocking it out From making sure making sure that they hear us and making sure that they hear our beat and we're not there and for nobody the but ourselves but ourselves yeah. we just
4: there for ourselves yeah. and, and,
0: and and simple <laughs> as that but the imagery of that is you're walking down the street and you got all these different businesses all this different new detroit energy mm. and then you hear that world festival i'm yeah. telling you it's nothing you see like
2: it families with baby carriages <laughs> You know, whole families dressed in complete African yep. garb, yeah. men walking with sticks and the baby mm. with the dashiki on and, you know, head And then wrapped. all
4: this bad performance. All of these Amazing. bad creative people Amazing. that Dumini is here to represent tonight. I run mean, on, on. you, <laughs> the well is so deep in Detroit. Yeah. And it spills into all communities. Mm. The deal is that because we have the unique history that we do, these type of events are extra special for our community because we, without this, that's what I'm saying, it's that transference. We have to keep passing it along. We got to teach everybody how to say jambo just so one African word can go into the next generation. Yeah, we got to keep giving some of the children these African names just so that lineage keeps weaving itself through the generations. And. That's what the African World Festival does while it also invites everybody else in because it's an opportunity for them to come and feel our real flavor. Not the TV, movie, the thug thing. No, come and feel the real flavor when we're all together. Mm. Because the thugs are there, the people who feel good about themselves, the cultural, the Christian, everybody's in there. And what is that but the beauty that we all feel when we're there? Mm -hmm. It's, It's amazing. I. The vibration is so strong till it's tangible. Yeah. Mm.
2: And people from the African World Festival, <laughs> that energy will last people all the way through the school starts. Just like mm. a tub
4: of shea butter. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right, wow. that was a good one. All the way through the school. I starts. have a literal
4: example. Come to my
0: house. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I need some.
2: Yeah, I mean, and there's people from literally all over the world. Like this is so, and it's one of the one of the highlights too, because people come to the Detroit African World Festival. Mm-hmm. It's it's known, you know, sure. as 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 one of the festivals. There's that people a sister attend. who
4: calls every year from Hawaii, and mm. she'll generally call four or five months before the festival and say, "Is it still the third weekend of August?" You're doing it again because I've locked my vacation in. Wow! Mm-hmm. And she comes every year. That's incredible. That mm-hmm. is incredible. Mm-hmm. We got people coming. There are there a councilwoman called like so many years ago mm-hmm. and she said that somebody from her area had, from in Ohio had come to the African World Festival come back talking about it so she wanted to bring a bus load because they don't have any such gathering in their area now wow. there are three small towns in Ohio that organize bus trips to the African World Festival wow. to feed on that wonderful energy that's that they find that's what it's about wow. Wow. connect with wow. Beaver Falls
5: in Pennsylvania they have a wonderful community there mm. I know they can bring a lot back. Yeah, the mm. building and the you know the nested in there in the midst of a lot of other stuff. Got it. But uh you know we take the Black History Museum down there. Uh uh-huh. we'll set up for two or three days with Khaled el yeah. so yes, L yeah
4: Shout out to Let's shout out to Khaled. Shout out to Doctor Khaled. Khaled. Dr. Khaled. Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Got to we call. gotta get him on Dr. the podcast. Dr. Bruh bruh. Dr. Bruh. Bro. <laughs> Dr. bruh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah,
2: yeah, this is I'm I i can not wait. And it's this weekend. It's gonna be incredible. I'm getting and the weather up. is good. The weather mm-hmm. is awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know something else I forgot to mention? Um, we have a special we have a special guest, um, host for the uh uh, African uh, World Festival for the Detroit Rockstar Runway. Her name is Delorean, and she's a she's gonna host, mm. and um, she's a, a cool young lady. She's got like twenty three thousand viewers on youtube she's here from detroit she does like natural hair mm. and the whole like keep yourself healthy type of thing so um i'm Beautiful. excited Beautiful. That, that that she wants to be a part of it because she's a part of this next generation mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's a part of like keeping that legacy going mm. you know absolutely just people you know, reaching out like yeah let's let can you know wanting to be a part of it mm. totally. yeah
5: let's totally. so say we all we got right come on but, what uh, more we need? But we all we need. <laughs> <laughs> we all we need. Come get a piece. That's right. Wow. Hey, well, speaking
2: of um, getting a piece, Dominique. Oh, shucks. You got to. Hold on. You got <laughs> <laughs> to tell us some more about. Um, so more, 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 my more. introduction to you was through doing the gallery with oh, the yeah. 5E. Yeah. And so um, p- like playing mm-hmm. and then coming because we had the open mic. Sure. And um, we poker. would do the jam jam <laughs> sessions, you know, yeah. because we we had the the all woman band, but then um, they would open up, cause like what they would do is they would play kind of like the roots. And so they would, you know, have their set list and everything. And then um, at a certain point, they would, when they were done, they would say, okay, we want to do this jam session. So they would call all the musicians. And so all these musicians would come to play with these women. Mm-hmm. And um, Dumini, and I want to say support these women too, mm-hmm. you know. And Dumini is one of the musicians that will come all the time. And, um, you know, uh, artists, musicians, whatever have like really huge ego, but I can say that, um, I've seen do many as a musician and as a person l- not dis, well, I'm not going to say you don't have the ego, but I would say I've seen you not display that, sure. you know what I'm saying? In mm-hmm. the land of, cause you know how jam sessions can be mm-hmm. people trying to hog, trying to do, Man. you know, long solos. And it's really about the jam and the energy coming together. Mm. And, um, I, you know, I've seen you, um, you know, be in this environment and I'm gonna say shine, meaning, you know, play a position to like hold the music together or hold the band together. Right, right. And then I've seen you in other situations, like I saw you play at the DIA before, I believe it was this it was um it was this year. Or maybe it was was it this year or last year. Or Mikey. Um Mikey, but also for the uh, the Dilla thing.
5: Oh, yeah, yeah, with Burnt Sugar. Yeah, burnt when sugar you brought Burnt Sugar. sugar. Oh, wow. yeah. oh, wow. And you did that Super solo. Mm-hmm.
2: Can you tell us about that solo? Because that's a pretty famous solo that you're kind of known for. Do you know yes, which one you did? that,
5: that solo, the, the solo. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs>
2: the, the, the piece you did in that, do, do you know which piece you did? Or were you, like, in a zone somewhere and you flew off and you was just
5: yeah, I, you know you some It's, it's else. Where, we, where we Whatever the last guy said When it's my turn to burn Then I try to continue The conversation And bring it in And then push Like we all get together And then try to amplify yeah. and push it out I do the anthems a lot Yeah I do uh, You know, people like The way I do that It seems reverent It's the craziest thing Because I hmm, how Let me say this right <laughs> Let me really say this properly I have my personal beliefs About this country And how it's run And what the anthem stands for and all like that. Mm-hmm. And folks didn't want me to play Star Spangled Banner because everybody was taking these and doing this, and doing other thing and all that's good and fine. But I said, I live here too, and if I want to make that mine, the whole universe is mine. The whole mm-hmm. multiverse is mine. If I, to each his reach. Mm-hmm. And if I can't cop it ain't mine to have. But I got that. Mm-hmm. I got this series and no so I could play it and use it to be inclusive. Mm-hmm. I could bring folks in rather than something to repel. It's ours. Mm-hmm. We built this country. So, mm-hmm. give me that song. Y'all took enough of mine. It took enough of everybody's songs. I could take that one. I respect the perspective. So, with that, and then also lift every voice and saying, try to do it in a way that would be reminiscent of like maybe how Hendrix mm-hmm. changed it, you know, mm-hmm. some of the same frequencies, maybe, but mm-hmm. then do it in, in our own way to reflect yeah. the, Reflect the air and the mood of what's going on. And the craziest thing, I'm going to tell you, I was in something called, they said Lima is in Peru, so Lima is in Ohio. <laughs> and it was all these old veterans and old dudes in wheelchairs, you know, just had their little, their little pacemaker. Uh, no, 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 not pacemaker. The little army, oh, awards, medals, the little, the little trinkets uh, from yeah. killing on the chest. <laughs> the trinkets from killing, the killing trinkets. Mm. Uh, and they were sitting there, and then it was time. me, you know, I said, I'm gonna do it. I like, don't do it. I said, no, I'm doing <laughs> it. So We ain't gonna get out of here. I said, well, then we all ain't getting out of here. Then, right. We about to do this, and it brought them in. They felt the reverence in it,
3: mm-hmm. and
5: that's when I knew. I could do this all the time. So there's that. And then, you know, whatever the room, whatever the party calls for, you know. They say music. <laughs> and music, music, music. And everybody want to jump out front and lead. Like, first of all, every leader got to know how to follow. Mm-hmm. You got to know how to follow because then how are you going to have somebody follow if you don't know how to follow? You mm-hmm. can't tell it. Mm-hmm. You can play at it, but you all all run off the cliff trying to get away. Right. There's that And then music man's united sound and concert mm. so, so everybody can't be running off in five different directions we got to you know, play your position yeah. it's like a team mm-hmm. it's like this team in here yeah. I can't be running the show but when it's my turn I can talk and you run and we all get along and we could expand that out into every single person we meet try to leave them a little bit better than how we found them mm-hmm. without forcing anything or getting preachy like I'm doing right now but, no, you're not. <laughs> but you know we try to always lift each one up instead of criticize mm-hmm. like, and i think i put that as a challenge to everybody with their ear shot and with spirit shot and anybody who can feel this at all vibration if you can look anytime you get ready to criticize somebody take a breath and pause and find a way to lift that person up so that mm-hmm. they might feel better about making a change
3: mm-hmm.
5: that you think they need and then while you're doing that think about what you need to change for yourself Mm-hmm. so that we could all get together because um the whole universe the whole world it seemed like it's trying to break everybody apart right now and i think it's time for everybody to put the personal external differences aside for just a little while and join together mm. got something in front of us that we need to be dealing with and get that out the way that we can go back to fighting over who who, who cut whose grass or too far <laughs> on one line or the other uh, you, you know, know what's interesting who parents too. We need to get pulled up. Like we need to. That um, <laughs> when people else, say,
2: we'll say pr- compare you to the Hendrix, right? Sure. Um, too far on that, then. <laughs> Well, because Sorry. you know Hendrix did the the anthem. Now now we we, we hear that and it's kind of like pop culture because we kind of hear it like all the time. Right. And <laughs> it's kind of like normalized. But if you really think about it, when he at that time that was right. like everyone was protesting Vietnam, mm-hmm. and that was really the spirit that he did it under. Like, so think about it. Um, Pretty much that was post-murder of, like, all of our political uh, front-line
5: people. Yeah, August 69, yeah, a bunch of folks.
2: Yeah, and so when he did that, it was pretty much in that spirit of reclamation. It was in that spirit of, yeah, we created rock. Let me remind you. Like, that's, for me, Hendrix is like the let me remind you that we created rock. And he was unapologetically rock. I mean he was funky, but yeah. also unapologetically. He was like
5: funky in spite of the rock. Like, and the funky funky was just in spite like of the, the rock. Right. And that happened just you know yeah. he's doing this other thing and the funk kinda snuck out. Right. Out. Right. Like when you do like that and you ain't know.
2: <laughs> and and that's what that's one thing that oh, I, I thought was really though. um poignant, <laughs> interesting. You know what I'm saying? About um about you, because Uh-oh. that because for me, um, you know, cause I'm from that generation. We're from the same generation, so okay. the whole like not being into the Star Spangled Banner is like right. that's our culture. <laughs> we're not yeah. we our generation was not into sure. that. That's Put hilarious. your hair over your heart, do this flag. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, we that was not. Mm, right. We didn't do all that. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so when I yeah. saw you do the anthem mm-hmm. in real life, the very first time I saw you do it. I literally had to, like, stop myself and just really think about it. Like, all these emotions and thoughts were going through my brain because I was trying to figure out, like, why is he playing this song? Ah. (laughs) That was the first thing that came on my mind. Mm -hmm. Then the next thing was, like, okay, he's playing it in the spirit of the Jimi Hendrix playing it. And then you put the spin on it when you put the lift every voice and sing into it. Mm Mm-hmm. I was like this is this is great because music is a language. It is. You know. And I don't think because you don't sing and no one sings when you do it. And I I don't really think really? a lot of people I mean you'd have to really know it to know because the way that you play it is um you play your, you you play it in the, in your own rendition of it and you yeah. like you said you break the notes and things like that. Oh, so boy. you have to really <laughs> know the song you know what I mean? To like know that that's what's being played. You have to, you know, sit there and really listen. But I think it's interesting because I remember the very first time I heard you play it, I was feeling emotionally confused, <laughs> like about the, <laughs> the, 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 the Star Spangled Banner. And I remember putting my hand over my heart when you started doing it, Lift Every Voice and Sing. <laughs> and we were in the middle of the club, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. in the middle of the club, and every and like I'm I, I'm telling other I'm like I'm kind of going crazy about it, and then other people are like, and I'm telling them you know this song, and they're like nah, right, and then I'm telling them nah, let's lift every voice and sing, and they're like no it's not. I'm like listen, and they really had to sit, yeah. and like listen, they was like it sure is, and then that was when it was kind of like oh okay, yeah. but I just find that um, I really appreciate that about mm. you. You know what I mean? You bringing that wow, thank you. that piece to the nightclub. Oh, you know what Lord I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's what That was Jimi Hendrix too, though.
4: When I was uh, young and Jimi Hendrix was coming through, mm-hmm. the fact that he was playing rock, we hadn't owned that. It had mm-hmm. been taken and we knew yeah. it as white music. Right. Mm-hmm. And when Jimi Hendrix came out playing white music then it was like what what's <laughs> up with this brother mm-hmm. and so now he's accepted as a black musician and part of the great pantheon of black music mm-hmm. but at the time there was a lot of pushback mm-hmm. against this brother as if he had joined the other side mm-hmm. I remember I had a show one time we used to throw uh, celebration parties you know so this was a Bob Marley celebration party mm-hmm. and Ross Kente uh, came in to perform, and they were playing Bob Marley music, and then he broke off into a Jimi Hendrix style yeah, sure. solo, yeah, and people just were froze up like, <laughs> "What is he doing?"
5: Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's hard to, yes. sometimes folks don't wanna hear all that. Not ready for it because mean, we, were moving, we were that moving. We were
4: moving so anti. It was mm. difficult to accept an establishment right. thing. Or a white, what had been defined as a white thing and not feel like we were you know, incorrect.
5: Him coming from, you know, a situation of super, you know, he was in Harlem struggling and just playing the hell out the guitar and mm-hmm. he got a chance to go. he go where he could go get it. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, here's a young man, 24 years old, surrounded with all these trappings. What is this? What do you call it? Acid. What is that? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, mind's getting blown and experiences you're spreading out and you don't know playing everybody's on you and mm-hmm. you come back over here and you king ding-a-ling with the with this with the super bad guitar and everybody's there and when he started coming to the consciousness come become aware that not only was he playing what he felt and how it was being marketed and all, mm-hmm. and how it wasn't even being pushed towards his people right. frankie crocker wanted to play it but didn't know how to frankie crocker oh uh, uh dj world renowned or American world well renowned. yeah world renowned dj like broke lots of records and mm-hmm. good for that you know what i mean by broke records made them appear, and and fed them to the masses. Um, yeah, he wanted to play that stuff, but when Jamie started becoming aware of it, he started asking, like, were any Puerto Ricans or things? Oh, there's a great show, were any Puerto Ricans, any black people, how about women, how many black women, how many this and that, and he started to hear the music change, he brought mm-hmm. the congas in at Woodstock, mm-hmm. and started bringing more traditional things, a uh, traditional African feel to it, the rhythms, started getting extra extra funkity, mm-hmm. and just as soon as he started really, pulling away from all that and going for himself, that's when they, you know, push the button on it. But mm, we still got him, you know, like mm. something Belita Woods told me before um she transitioned. Belita Woods uh, uh, with a brainstorm. Mm-hmm. And, of course, mm-hmm. she the mighty, mighty with the Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah. And my neighbor, and I love you forever until I see you again. But I saw her and she looked at me and said, Do you, money, you know, don't feel sad. Um, Energy never dies. I'll be with you forever. Mm. Mm. I, and it hit me, and I wanted to cry, but then the tears kind of rolled back up in my eyes. And like, dang, I'm looking at you, but I'm not going to look at you like you're not here. I'm going to celebrate you while you're here. Mm. Or whatever. And that was that. And then, you know, so many of our folks, mm-hmm. somehow, as soon as we get conscious, end up finding a way to transform energy, <laughs> transform, we mm-hmm. shed the skin somehow, and mm-hmm. just be out there. You know, the prince, that was a tough one. Mm. some other folks but that same thing applied and like I gave it to Belita where she helped me make it through a lot of hard times when people pass and it's like no try to savor that aroma that touch that Mm. that that energy fingerprint that somebody leave on you that love feeling. you look at them and your your cells just remember Mm. each other and all like that and we have to try to really make a point to to Focus on that Make sure we keep that with us Because that's how we keep Those people alive And that way They'll never go away So Jimmy is As here As if he were right here Because I'm here Wow I got Because uh, you're here
2: Because I'm here I know you guys are, Okay So Oh my god We're gonna Let's end it there Damn. That's beautiful No mm-hmm. really Because I mean We talked about The African World Festival And that's what it's really about um, We talked about Some of the music We wanna hear your music We, want you, we wanna you. set you up Ooh. Yeah, we're going we gonna to set you up to play this music because people need to hear what Dumini what I'm talking about. And Mama and Gia, so this is what we'll do.
4: You want me to play too? Oh, no. Yeah, no. I do.
2: I want you to do the- I uh, could play around. <laughs> play around. So I think, I think what we'll do is um, here we'll let everybody know how to get in touch with the festival and um, where to go and things like that. We'll do our last words, and then we're going to hear Dumini play some music. Okay. So uh, let's start with um, Let's start with you Brittany You got any last words for the people?
0: Uh, not many I just thank you both for your presence uh, Thank you for giving us this amount of time Especially you with everything you got coming up I'm excited for you I'm excited for the community And uh, Piper like I tell you thank you for bridging the gap And Kari thank you for allowing her to have the platform To bridge the gap And I'm good Yeah. Beautiful.
2: Um, what about you Kari you got any last words You want to leave us with
1: uh no nah, you know it's just the grind same old same old <laughs> editing videos for the Eastside Community Network and you know figuring out if I'm gonna do a Detroit's different post no, I mean yeah, you know how it is yeah you
2: know being a mogul <laughs> far, far, far from Detroit it. is it's different far, you can do your Harlem shake <laughs> one time <laughs> <laughs> far,
3: far,
2: far, so uh far. well do I mean, you I feel like you gave us the last words but um give us some. Um, you know something like a couple of like things that you want us to know about uh your music and then like how people can you know hire you and pay you
5: oh man you <laughs> <laughs> i'm scared I, to know that type <laughs> um it, you'd be surprised you you silly. Be, you'd be surprised you like, silly. it really depends on the circumstances okay. situation but if you know, uh, yeah, let me just leave it right all there. All right. Before <laughs> I mess my stuff up. Uh, <laughs> I want to say this, though. Before we go on, we got a project coming up. Yeah. And I got the okay I can finally speak on it because it's all hey. going on. And, Hey, you know, I used to play with the public enemy. And I imagine you, it's like one of those things you don't ever not be in. You just walk away from it, come back, whatever. Yeah. So they're doing other things right now. But I'm working with Professor Griff on something that's going to reclaim some of our music. Mm-hmm. Um, make it okay for us to have uh, his long hair and do what we do. <laughs> Shouts out it's to called, Griff. Yeah. yeah. What up, though, Griff? Uh, it's called Seventh Octave. Griff. Say it again. Seventh Octave. Seventh wow. Octave. That sounds seventh deep. Octave.
2: Okay. Yeah.
5: And, um, yeah, that's coming up. That's come up. We got he gave me the strength to pick a couple folks for the band, so okay. I got to grab nice. a couple folks, and I'm gonna leave that part to be a surprise. I got so you. when you see it, it's gonna be like, oh, we gotta bring wow, you back. him and him, ah, oh, bam, right upside the head, but in a
1: good way. But in, in domini is like in line with a lot of the great creatives around here. Even my man Gia, like if you. Flesh out whatever the creative idea is and it's cool, you generally get some good people to be a part of something that is artistic. Now, if you're rest jobbing and you're just saying like, oh, that person played with Anita Baker and that person played with, I
5: don't
1: know, used to play with Prince, it's probably not going to be the right energy. Mm -hmm. But you'll be surprised if you really have something that's cool, the type of presence of mind that a creative wants to provide people Uh, a stage like Mama and Gia you know uh, Dumini even even the great Amp Filler, one of of Dumini's homies it's a lot of great Mm -hmm. creatives around here that will definitely work with you if you're doing something real now if you're doing something bogus I would go as far as to say there's probably not enough money in the world they could pay them to be a part of it
5: right Amp one of my favorite detroiters human beings on the whole planet mm. ever in my little few little funky years walking around <laughs> that is the coolest man yeah you'll never know if it's up if he's up or down because he's always level and even real with kill. you and where yeah. you at he'll meet you right there and he could have just come from the top of the kremlin or something mm-hmm. and you wouldn't even know it you'd think he was just right around mm. the corner because he is right around the corner because yeah. he's staying and he's right staying here with him yeah, uh, yeah. Coney yeah.
2: gardens yeah. so Tell us how um, you got a couple more things or
5: got a record. I'll call Detroit rising, Detroit rising, Detroit rising, Detroit rising. OK, um, that's an ensemble thing featuring uh, a couple people said they didn't want to be mentioned, but. Uh, Kern, <laughs> Kern was Kern played the bass, hey. and Gabe played the drums, hey. and that was me on the electric kazoo.
2: That's a powerful <laughs> ha- powerhouse. Right I was Jay? playing
5: guitar. I'm playing. Somebody really think I play electric kazoo? Yeah. Hey, that kazoo thing, you know, there. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, really funky, right? Um, yeah, it's you know, it's all kind of stuff. I Man, I could talk. I could keep talking. I want to say something. I want to say it. shout out to somebody who inspired me as a youth to go ahead and let my hair lock up. I wanted to get it. I saw Bob Marley when I was little. I was like, what? How did, ooh, that, just mm-hmm. something about that. I wanted that. Yeah. Because that was the most peaceful, powerful, mm. love warrior cat I ever saw in my life. Didn't even know what it was, what to describe it, but I mm. wanted that. And yeah. and Kenge Zola. Okay. Was Zola. It was on the radio for a long time, and she mentored me. I would call up and just talk to her, and she would be cutting off songs and talking to me, mm-hmm. trying to keep me on the right, my little crazy ass on the right track. And yeah. she really had a lot to do with you know being like a conscience out there. One of those people I never wanted to mess up too bad because I didn't want her to hear about it. You You said too bad Well I mean You know Everybody gonna do something They probably didn't want to do You forget you was trying Sometimes Mm -hmm. He said you forget
2: You was trying (laughs) Sometimes You know (laughs) But then you remember
5: Hopefully it don't be too late Mm -hmm. But She kind of helped Keep me in line I would like that with you too I didn't ever want to be I always have to make sure I check myself. <laughs> 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 I Um-hmm. never never want to be out of pocket around you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Still.
4: Well, I'm, I'm hope I can... I'm sitting up straight right now. You know what I'm saying. I'm
2: <laughs> checking
5: that posture. Yes, thank you.
2: Well, how do we check in with you so people can... Pay hey, Doomini and hire yeah. Doomini and
5: shine put your, you on these shows. Shine them double D's in the sky. <laughs> Dumini Deporis, shine the two D's in the sky and all the pure, funky ride down on the guitar. Or you can find me <laughs> <laughs> at uh, Deporis at Gmail. You can find me there. I will give you my phone number, but we just met. Hi. Um, you me got to spell Doomini for the people. Oh, man. All right. Shit. Uh, how I spell it? Oh, yeah. D U M I N I E D E P O R-R-E-S. Like St. Martin DePores.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: De Porres at Gmail. Hit me up. I will come to you. You can get this.
2: Okay. And then uh, Mama and Gia, any last words? And um, let us know. Just give us, again, you gave it to us, but just again how we could check in with the festival.
4: Right. Definitely uh, want to shout out my family and Indideka. Um, give her a little holla.
2: Shouts out in And uh,
4: we love you. We love you, girl. And then uh, inviting everybody to the 36th annual African World Festival, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, August 17 through 19, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. each day. It remains open and free to the public. It's held on the grounds of the Charles H. Wright Museum right there in what's now called Midtown at the corner of Warren and Brush. And everybody who's not there, I will not see you, and I will remember that I did not see you. <laughs> and those who do not volunteer, I'm going to remember that too. So everybody make sure you contact the office at the Wright Museum or uh, AWF Detroit, like African World Festival, awfdetroit.com is the website, and you can find the information to volunteer there. We really want to see Detroit turn out Let's make it big and bigger. Let's love each other and let's love ourselves. Like, it starts right here. And once you love yourself, you can join that circle of loving people and we can move this thing on forward. Santé, sana to everybody. Kari, Piper, Brittany, Dumini. Blessings. All the energies that gathered in the space. I'm grateful to be here. And I really, 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 really really believe Detroit is different Mm. because I believe that black matter is life.
2: Mm -hmm. Hey. Wow, Mama and Gia! Yes. So I should have gone before you, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Piper! You know you you know you got this. Well, yeah. yeah. So all I can really say is, um, listen to the Piper Carter podcast on Detroit is different because this is where we're bringing you awesome uh, programming and amazing people, like we've heard from this evening. Email us at what's your email, Brittany? Brittany at Detroit is different. dot com. And you can email me, Piper Carter, at Detroit is Different. No, it's Piper at DetroitIsDifferent.com. Um, send us, like, let us know if you're getting married. Let us know if your kids are going off to college. Let us know if you had to go to the hospital. Anything that's going on in your lives, we want to know who's listening and where you are in the world. Like I said, we have people listening from all over the world, and we want to know where are you and what are the things that you want to hear about. And if you don't like the show,
0: ha ha, too bad. We're going to keep it going <laughs> <laughs> next episode,
2: next episode. So, yeah, this was um, this was the 16th episode. Am I right? It's the 17th, right? This is the 17th episode of Detroit is different. We keeping it going, Kari. You know what I'm saying? Keeping the channel going. So, yeah, support Detroit is different. Everything Detroit on social media, different. Detroit, is different. Detroit um, is different. The the website Detroitisdifferent.com. Detroit is different. And if you want to uh, check out Piper Carter, it's everything, social media, Piper Carter. And, yeah, so uh, Detroit is different. Piper Detroit Carter podcast. Peace. 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 Peace.
4: This is the Detroit is different podcast network,
0: the culture of an American classic city. You're listening to the Piper Carter podcast on the Detroit is different podcast network.